Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here for the next hour, taking you until 8 p.m. Eastern, as we do each weekday. Of course, if you can't listen live, no problem. You can listen on demand anytime you want. Just go to podcast, search for Scout Fantasy Sports, hit subscribe, and you'll get an alert whenever a new show is uploaded. And it's usually right after the live show ends, so you can listen to it at night, listen to it in the morning, or anytime at your convenience. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis. On the gram at Aaron88, and you can find all my work at ScoutFantasySports.com, where we're getting you ready for the fantasy baseball season. It'll be here before you know it. We're about two months away, a little bit of an early start this year on March 20th with two games in Japan. So what better way to prepare than start getting ready and read the content? Now, we still have a lot of free agents that still haven't signed, including the big names, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. So a lot of things are still going to change. But it's nice to get caught up and reacclimate yourself with some of the offseason moves that have occurred. Because, you know, when you're so ingrained in football, sometimes you forget what's going on in baseball. And January is a really good time to get back to baseball and start going through the team previews. And Sean Childs is churning them out day by day. He's one of the best high stakes players around. You can get a free sample of the Orioles and Red Sox if you go to the site. And then you're going to love them because they're so detailed, goes through the batting order, the starting rotation, the relievers, gives you statistical breakdowns and numbers from the last several years. And, of course, as the free agents sign, he'll make the appropriate changes. So the Cleveland Indians team outlook went up today. The AL East is complete. So he's moved to the AL Central. So you can check that out. I'm also doing my articles as well, looking at Daniel Murphy and the move to Coors Field. What does that mean for his fantasy value? We all know that players going to Coors in in Colorado, it's good. They've been top two in runs every single year since 2009, according to the MLB Park Factors on ESPN. Does that mean it's a lock for Daniel Murphy to produce? I break it down. You can check that out. Also looking at Jesus Aguiar is his breakout from last year for real. Uh, You can read that as well in addition to Look at Yasiel Puig with his new team in Cincinnati, Brian Dozier signings, Yasmini Grandal, and a lot more as we uh, really start to pump out the content for the Fantasy Baseball Draft Kit. So it's definitely worth the admission alone to become a member of ScoutFantasySports.com. You can also ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. And, of course, sports betting becoming very big right now. You have a free look at the NFC Championship game Uh, on VegasWhispers.com right now, Uh, and you become a member, you enter the promo code RONIS50, you get 50% off your first month. 
uh, or your first week. So it's definitely worth it. Uh, they give out plays almost every night, uh, depending on whether there's a good pick. They're not just going to throw picks out there. They want to do their research and find out where the sharps are going. So uh, they'll always be alerts when something happens. So th- they're just not going to give you 15 plays every night. So uh, I actually just got an alert right now. A play just came out. So uh, once you become a member, there's a private Twitter feed, and you can set it up. Uh, the alert went to my phone. So uh, check them out. You can read their content. Go around. Look at the uh, tally at the end of the night. At uh, Vegas Whispers on Twitter, they put up the wins, the losses, full transparency. So you can check that out today. And, of course, we got you covered. ScoutDFS.com for NHL. NFL, NBA optimizers, including the Slack chat, where you can ask questions leading up to lineup lock. I was in the Slack chat tonight for NBA, giving my thoughts and answering some questions, so it's really helpful. And also wanted to talk some DFS, because tonight is a good example of how you can really take things for in your advantage, in the direction. So it really depends on the site. Obviously, if you play on FanDuel, there's no late stop. so lineup locks at 7 p.m. Eastern. It already locked because we have Detroit, Orlando. But if you look at the rest of the slate tonight, we don't have the next game until 8 p.m. Eastern. There's three games at 8 p.m. Eastern. There's a game at 8.30 p.m. Eastern between the Spurs and Mavericks. And then we got a 10 p.m. game between the Cavaliers and Blazers. The 10.30 p.m. Eastern game, two games there, Pelicans, Warriors, and Jazz Clippers. Now, we are waiting for some news for tonight. Damian Lillard, we're not sure if he is going to play. Now, the Vegas line hasn't moved, so that would indicate that he probably is going to play, but we don't know for sure. He's dealing with a hand injury, and he's currently listed as questionable. So this is big for this slate. Now, if you are on Fandle, you had to make that decision early and figure out, okay, am I going to play the Blazers' value? Do I play Lillard thinking he's going to be low-owned if he does play? It's a really good matchup. So those decisions were already made on FanDuel. But the right-hand strain leaves him questionable. We've seen Lillard. He's a tough guy. He plays through these injuries. But do they really need to push him tonight? Because they're playing Cleveland. So that's the big question mark here. So what do you do? On the sites with late swap, what you do is you can just leave some spots open. And that's what I did uh, on Yahoo, where they do have late swap. DraftKings has late swap as well. So, you know, if you lock up a lot of players in the early game, the problem is if Lillard is ruled out, now all of a sudden you're at a disadvantage. Uh, Maybe you had a lot of salary in the early games, and now all of a sudden you don't have enough to get into value, or uh, the way your lineup is built, uh, it just makes it more difficult. So the, the thing that's nice about tonight, and again, every slate is different, is I like a lot of the players in the late game, the late games tonight. So it allows you to open up. I do like the Boston-Toronto game. I think that's a little, might go a little underlooked, but it's really Kyrie Irving and Kawhi Leonard that I like there. Of course, we got uh, James Harden in the 8 p.m. Eastern game, and Harden is just ridiculous right now. I don't see how he's not the MVP. I mean, look at who he's played with. Look at the numbers that he has right now. 34.8 points per game, 6.2 rebounds, 8.6 assists, The usage rate is insane. It was over 60% the last game. Now, they do get Eric Gordon back tonight. He is going to be limited to about 24 minutes. But, you know, Harden is just really difficult to fade. I know the price is getting up there. I think it reached 14,000 on FanDuel, but he's reaching that mark every night. He has to do so much for this team. And the over-under in that game is 226. So 
if you had Harden there early and maybe you had some Houston value, because uh, there was some Houston value tonight that you could have played, uh, you know, P.J. Tucker, maybe it was someone you're looking at, just because the minutes are going to be so, so enormous for these guys that it's kind of difficult not to play them. Uh, but my point is, is that there's enough value on this slate that you didn't have to lock in all these guys. So that's kind of what I did is, you know, I played Harden on one lineup. And again, that game hasn't even locked yet with a couple of Rockets. And then I just put a lot of players in the 10-30 game as I just sit there and wait to see what happens with Damian Lillard. So there's just so many good options on the slate in the nightcap that you have a lot of flexibility. Uh, if Lillard's out, you're going to have a lot of value opening up on Portland. They're playing Cleveland. So, you know, Seth Curry comes into play. C.J. McCollum becomes a good play, and he's not that uh, expensive. You could look to Aminu and Evan Turner. So there's a lot of options there. Nurkic, uh, and maybe it would be more appealing for a guy like Tristan Thompson. And if Lillard does play, and he is in the lineup, he's kind of cheap as well. Uh, I know on Yahoo he's like 34, so he's in play there. If he does play, then and if you lock some cheap spots up, you can with the Portland value, you could just kind of pivot and change your lineup a little bit because we got the Pelicans, Warriors also at 10:30, so there's a ton of plays there. More, a lot of them are more pricey, but you can look at a guy maybe like Looney before Demarcus Cousins comes back. That's a 2:41 and a half. Golden State favored by seven. Golden State made a big statement yesterday, man. They've scored 51 points in the first quarter as they took it to Denver. So you wonder, was that their statement game last night? Maybe they don't take they take the Pelicans light a little bit. And we know the Pelicans can score. So, you know, Anthony Davis in that game, if you locked up that spot, Drew Holiday's in play. So there's a lot of options in that game. Uh, you know, Clay Thompson's a guy I feel like – I never used to like Clay Thompson or play him much. Did play him yesterday, though. I thought he was – cheap he's been shooting the ball very well thought that was a game that could be high scoring he was 27 on yahoo so he's very dependent on the three-pointer and scoring we know that so that's why there's a risk and i never love playing him but you get him low owned, and i got him low owned last night and he came through and then we got the last game the jazz clippers clippers are favored by one the game's in la and it's a 224 and a half it's a lot of good plays in this game rudy gobert's in a smash spot tonight gobert's a guy that i've been playing a lot and now i think his ownership's going to start to catch up he was pretty low owned for a bit but the Clippers really struggle against big men. Uh, a lot of block opportunities here for Gobert, so that plays well on a site like FanDuel and uh, Yahoo. So he's in a good spot. You can look to Joe Ingles, who has played well. Derek Favors. Donovan Mitchell's price has gone up, uh, but obviously he's going to see a huge, huge usage rate with those point guard injuries that Utah has. And then on the Clippers side, you know, Harrell's always in play. Uh, Tobias. Uh, Lou Williams. I haven't really looked at too many of those guys tonight, but the point is there's roster flexibility here. So this is a good strategy to use when you have the late swap and you're waiting on some injury news. And it feels like almost every night we do have some injury situations. So uh, we do know for Dallas, Dennis Smith has been ruled out. He's dealing with an illness for Dallas tonight. So that's a 8:30 game. So Jalen Brunson will see an uptick in minutes. Doesn't have a huge upside. Maxi uh, Kleber will play a little bit more as well. So not loving those guys. So we're waiting for that big news for Damian Lillard because that's really going to open up a, a lot of uh, value potential on the slate. But again, the way to do that is on the late swap sites. Just don't have too many players in the early game or just have, you know, a few roster spots with the late player games and understand, okay, if Lillard does play, I can pivot. So just make sure you do it 
on a night where there's enough value or enough players that you like to use. And I think in this late tonight, there is. So that's definitely something uh, to consider when you are doing DFS. It just gives you a lot of roster flexibility. Unfortunately, on FanDuel, you can't do that. You're just going to have to make the educated guess and decide what to do. Uh, you know, you put Lillo in, and he's questionable, uh, and he plays. You probably get him at low ownership. And, you know, the same thing with maybe some of the value for the Blazers uh, tonight. So that's something to uh, just keep into account. And you could always use the optimizer on scoutdfs.com to help you out. You know, especially maybe you have the players locked in the early game. You have Harden, a couple Rockets. You put that into the optimizer, and you can X out the games that are already played. Just go up uh, to the top. There's the list of the games, and just click on the games that you want to not include. So that would be the early game, so you don't get those players in your lineup. So a lot of useful tools there and a way to go about it to help yourself. Uh, let's take a look at some of the other news going on right now. I mean, Antonio Brown, man, uh, just keeps tweeting stuff and just keeps making himself look bad today. He went to Twitter because Emmanuel Sanders went on, I think it, he went on, I think it was the NFL Network the other day to talk about the Antonio Brown situation. And, you know, he made some comments about Antonio Brown. Uh, Bruce Arians made some comments. Remember, Arians was the offensive coordinator for the Steelers earlier uh, in the early 2000, I think 2011 to like 2014, 15. So he knows Antonio Brown. He said Antonio Brown's that's not the guy that they drafted. So Antonio Brown went on Twitter today and said this was regarding Arians. He didn't draft me. He drafted Emmanuel Sanders, same guy who missed rehab, to go on networks to talk about me on situation. He has zero clue. Now, he didn't say has. The, 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 the writing was a little jumbled there. It wasn't great English. But besides that, uh, he also said Arians now wears Kangol hats and glasses, but I'm a diva. Done seen it all. And they say... We friends stop lying. So, of course, Emmanuel Sanders responded on Twitter to Antonio Brown and says, with a bunch of laughing emojis, saying, you know damn well I didn't travel to L.A. to talk about you, fam. You tripping, yo. I went to be an analyst in which you acting foolish was the topic, and I gave my analytical opinion. Get off the gas, yo. You did it to yourself. So, Antonio Brown just keeps digging a deeper hole. Sometimes it's best just be quiet. We don't know the real situation. I'm sure he'll come out and speak about it at a certain point. But, you know, it just seems like he did quit on the Steelers. And we'll see if there's enough reason to justify it. But it's going to be real fun to see where Brown winds up. Because the more you look at this, it doesn't seem like it's going to be back with the Steelers. And just keeps going at people. And, yeah, Sanders was probably in a tough spot, but if they bring you on into that spot, you have some insight into the situation. Uh, that's part of the gig. You know, you can't just go up there and not answer the question. So just crazy what's going on there now. Some NBA news. Uh, Wendell Carter, there was a report earlier that said he could be out four to six weeks as he's dealing with a thumb injury. Well, that's been updated. He had more tests, and it's nothing more than a sprained left thumb. So he's being listed as day-to-day. He has been ruled out for tomorrow. And right now he doesn't need surgery. So it was going to be interesting to see if you could pick up uh, – because Bobby Portis would have been a big benefactor. But I think we could look to him uh, potentially in DFS. He could get more minutes. And Portis has been a guy on a permanent basis that has been really good. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on for DFS while Wendell Carter was out, although the Bulls have been a disaster. They were terrible last night. thought you might get some uh, value out of some of those guys, but they were not good against the Lakers. LeBron James will uh, not travel – 
with the team on their upcoming road trip, but he will be cleared to return to practice next week. So uh, it's been a while since we've seen James play, and it looks like you know he's going to miss like 10 to 12 games here. So you might see him possibly late next week. There's no target date, and obviously it's going to hurt the value of a lot of the uh, Lakers, but at this point, you know, they're fighting for a playoff spot here, and uh, they cannot afford to lose more games. And we're not used to seeing LeBron James miss this many games. Uh, in football, Spencer Ware was limited at practice uh, today, but even if he returns, it's going to be a heavy workload for Damian Williams. He should be in a good spot again today. The Lions hired Daryl Bevel as offensive coordinator, so he was the coordinator for the Seahawks, and in his most of his time, he's a very run-heavy approach. The Lions have been turned down by several offensive coordinators, so this is not great for Matthew Stafford in the passing game. Clearly good for Kerry and Johnson, but Matt Patricia wants to play that slow-paced run the ball, so not good for that Detroit passing game. And we saw them play at a slow rate last year, and it didn't result in good things for fantasy. When we return, we'll talk more football. I'll be joined by Chris Vaccaro from The Athletic. That's ahead here. It is Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is Scouts Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. Of course, you can catch me, ScoutFantasySports.com. We'll get you prepped for the fantasy baseball season. The team profiles from Sean Childs are already being put up. AL East is done, and now he's moved to the AL Central. I'll have looks at players on the move and what it means for their value with their new teams. And, of course, Still an opportunity to participate in playoff fantasy football. If you go to playffwc.com, you still have the Maui Madness content uh, contest. Trip for four to Maui is the grand prize. $25 to enter. You can get five entries for 100 And since it takes your two highest scores of the postseason with two weeks to go, you can still enter. So head on over there now, playffwc.com. Joining me now, it is Chris Vaccaro from The Athletic. Chris, what's up? Adam, what is going on, buddy? How's everything tonight? Pretty good, man. I mean, we, we kind of were let down last week by the Chargers. We were both on them. Man, uh, what the hell happened? They weren't even in this game at all. I still haven't recovered from the weekend yet, Adam. Uh, I, uh, it, was, uh, it was an ugly weekend. The Chargers uh, ruined it, made it even worse. And uh, I think right about now my bookie's uh, halfway to the Bahamas, uh, courtesy of me. <laughs> Oh, man, that, it was that much, man? I mean, you've had a lot of good uh, picks it was, here. It, it was ugly this weekend, buddy. I went 0 for 4, um, and I lost all four games, and uh, it, it was ugly. That's all I could say. It was a wipeout. 
Yeah, look, I, I was dead wrong on the Chargers, and we'll talk about that. But I did mention last week when we talked about Chiefs-Colts that I felt like way too many people were on the Colts, the schedule. Yep. I think people forgot how good Kansas City was. I, I expected the Colts to be way more competitive. I was stunned at how inept they looked offensively. But I, I thought the Chiefs were going to win that game. Uh, they just played a really tough schedule. They're tough at home. And uh, I, I thought the Chiefs would win. So, I and it, 100%. But yeah. you know what? But the same thinking with the mm-hmm. Colts, you know, maybe I should have looked at with the Chargers. Maybe my Phil Rivers optimism got the best of me. Maybe both of us. Like, why? Like, what What do we get wrong with the Chargers? Uh, where, where do we go you wrong? You know, I, I, let me – I'll separate the two games, Adam, because I can't put the, the two teams in the same category, the Colts and the Chargers. The, what, what happened with the Colts, I think, is that I looked at that game and I said, okay – the, the the reason why I love that game so much and loved it even more, honestly, come Saturday once the bad weather hit was because I really thought that Colts offensive line would dominate the line of scrimmage, giving Andrew Luck a ton of time and picking apart that secondary. That just didn't happen. So uh, besides overrate, I, I guess I, I don't want to say I overlooked it because it's a major key when you look at the Chiefs and playing at home. But, you know, I had to I had to look at that a little stronger once the line kept coming down and down and realize that the Chiefs at home at Arrowhead, you know, in December and January, that's just a tough, tough place to play. And the Colts just weren't a good enough team or weren't quite ready yet to go in there and win that type of game. It needs a, you need a special type of team to go in and win a game, a playoff game in a place like Arrowhead. And, uh, you know, the Colts are still, uh, you know, a year or two away. What happened with Andrew Luck, though? I mean, he, he looked terrible uh, in this game. He had zero passing yards after the first quarter. That's what I remember. I remember sitting there looking at my scores and going, wow, this guy, I don't, I don't even know if he completed a pass. It was just so ugly. Uh, it was, <laughs> and every time the Chiefs would give the ball up or there would be like a little slimmer of hope and the Colts would get the ball back, they'd give it right back to the Chiefs. It was a complete disaster for uh, three and a half quarters, and then the, you know, at the end they tried to make a little run at him, but it was a it was a complete blowout. Yeah, it's not as bad as the Chargers the next day, that's for sure. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah. is the, how do you do you, do you take away any fantasy information from these games for next year? Like for example, like Damian Williams, mm-hmm. we know they signed him to a two year contract. Uh, Kareem Hunt, we know he's not coming back to Kansas City. Williams had 30 touches in this game. Uh, he performed well, 129 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. I did a mock a couple days at fi- a couple days before this game, and Damian Williams went 311. Uh, I'm sure if we did a mock today, he would probably go higher. I mean, we expect this <laughs> offense to return intact. So, what do you take away from a playoff game, uh, specifically with a guy like Damian Williams? Well, I'll tell you what, speaking of Damian Williams, our uh, good friend Nando DeFino uh, wrote a big piece on Damian Williams. I think it's coming out uh, tomorrow uh, about how he thinks he's a first-round draft pick next year. Whoa. So that just goes goes to show you how much uh, Nando, our boy Nando, uh, loves Damian Williams. So uh, that's that's a little too rich for my blood, Adam. but you know what? It's just certain teams and certain offenses. You plug in a running back, and I think we could look over at the Rams, for instance, and, uh, you know, there's C.J. Anderson 
putting up numbers each and every week. So there's certain teams that, yeah, listen, Damian Williams is a talented running back. Would I say he could be successful on any team? I wouldn't go that far. But in this Chiefs offense, you know, he, he came in and uh, he's, he's picked up right where Kareem Hunt left off. Yeah, you know, when you look back at his career with Miami, he didn't really get much of an opportunity. He never averaged more than four yards per carry in a season. Then this year in Kansas City, he averaged 5.1 yards per carry. So you could see that mm-hmm. put into the offense with Mahomes at quarterback and Andy Reid. And we know Andy Reid running backs have excelled as well. I mean, this easily could have been Spencer right. Ware who went down. So uh, it, the problem is... And I'm sure there's some good arguments made. The problem is it's not really Damian Williams. It's just all the other running backs and a few receivers that are first-round worthy. Yeah, like I said, I, I you know I I think Damian Williams doesn't even belong in a first-round conversation, obviously, and he would be my pick to be a complete bust if people did place him in the first round. So uh, I think that mock that you did, a third rounder right about now, people going into next year, if nothing changes, let's put it that way. If if they go into next year without signing or drafting another running back and they go in with the depth chart looking like a Damian Williams one, Spencer Ware two, uh, yeah, I could see people taking him in the third round, maybe even on the turn in, in the, you know, the late second round, just because, you know, nowadays you just want to get a piece of certain offenses. And there's no better offense than the Chiefs. So, uh, you know, the, that yards per carry, that five per one, five point one that you said, a lot of these defenses in the beginning, especially once Kareem Hunt was gone, they had to be focusing on, on the pass game and, and, you know, not loading the box up and saying, all right, let Damian Williams beat us. If they want to hand off all the time, we'll worry about Hill and Kelsey and Watkins and the rest of these guys with Mahomes throwing all over the place. So, you know, that's the way I would look at that situation. I don't think Damian Williams is a special talent, but right now he's he's the hot hand, and, uh, you know, they're rolling with it. Talking to Chris McCarroll from The Athletic. Now, back to the Patriots, Chargers. Uh, we all know the numbers at home, Brady-Belichick era. Did we kind of underlook that a little bit and should have known, yep. you know what, a week off that these guys would find a way to win? Yep. You know what, Adam? I've been saying to my friends and anybody that will listen for, I feel like, a decade now, that you bet against Brady and Belichick, it's the number one rule to lose money. Even if you love the other side, if you love the other side against a Brady-Belichick team in the playoffs, just don't bet the game. You know? Save yourself because nine out of ten times you're going to lose. They're just... You know, the the term everybody's playing checkers and these guys are playing chess, that's what it is. You know, they went into that game plan, and, and it's funny, too, because I'm saying to myself before, you know, leading into that game, how can the Chargers lose this game? I really thought the Chargers were a way better team than the Patriots, offensively and defensively. But when you sit back and you look at the coaching and, and the quarterbacks, I mean, I love Phil Rivers, but he's not Tom Brady. You just look at the talent on both sides. The Chargers had more talent, but you look at going into the game. How can they lose? How can they lose that game? Well, guess what? You go to a short passing game. Utilize James White and Julian Edelman, and sure enough, look what happened. James White catches 13 balls. Julian Edelman 10 or 11, whatever he caught nine. That's what they did. You know, there's a video clip going around Twitter right now of Joey Bosa on the field talking to Brady and saying, "Man, I can't even get to you." You know, you, the ball is out before I even come close to you. Like, you know, can you hold the ball a little bit? 
No, they they look at any strength that another team is coming in with, and they're going to take it away. And that's just what they do better than most coaches, you know? Yeah, and you know what? When you hear something like that, it goes to show you how maybe their aura can mentally get in the head of an opponent. Do you think he's saying that to most quarterbacks? No, absolutely not. But you know what? You play up against these guys. Everybody's coming in, these young players, these, you know, these defensive players, and they go, oh, my God, we got, this is the GOAT, you know? They know that, they, you know, and, and in their head mentally, yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of these Chiefs players are shook after what they saw last week. I'm still shaking my head at them. I never expected that in a million years, and I think we all sit back and we try to predict when this Patriot run is going to end and, and, you know, time's up, and we want to be on that, that game that we said, that's it, the dynasty ended. You know, the Chargers are going to be that team that come in and beat them and end it, and the Patriots will stop clearing house. And we just have to wait till it finally is over because at this rate, I'll just I'll just keep uh, losing money at this point if, the, if Brady and Belichick stay together another three, four years. Yeah, it was so bad. I mean, they had 35 points at the half. You know, after they marched. They couldn't be stopped. They marched down the field with ease. I'm like, oh, boy, okay. Keenan Allen responds with a touch. And I'm like, okay, they're back in it. Then New England gets right. the ball back, goes right down the field. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> this this is just not – they're not going to stop That's what I them. knew, yeah. And we knew at the same time because when Rivers hit Keenan Allen for the touchdown, I'm like, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. We're good now. Uh, I'm watching the game. I'm, like, telling people, that's it. We, we settled down now. It's all even at seven. Now the Chargers defense will figure them out. The, the short passing game, they'll get on top of that, start putting a little pass rush together, sending the blitz. Major thing that I think I overlooked and a lot of us overlooked that we're on the Chargers because, let's face it, most of the people in the industry oh, were the public, on the Chargers. The public, mo- the public money was on the Chargers. Oh, everybody. I, I feel I couldn't find anybody that liked the Patriots going into that game last weekend. It's just the fact that the Chargers, you know, play, play so much zone. And this is a good thing that you can remember for the people that are going to be gambling on the game. Anytime, you know, Brady is going to be facing a team that plays mostly zone, just bet the Patriots because that's a joke to, to them. They'll figure it out. That's money. That's money in the bank for them. They'll short pass you to death. Brady will sit in the shotgun. He'll throw dump-offs to James White and Edelman and, and whoever else who's five, seven yards down the field. They'll run it, you know, to mix in the run a little bit, gain four or five yards. And every time I looked up, when it got, you know, that first drive, it was third and one or third and two, three straight times. That's what they want to be in. And, and, and they just dissected them straight down the field. The charges were completely baffled and lost. And I'll tell you what, only a great team, a great coach team, can beat the Patriots in January. And unfortunately, in my head, that's what I'm saying to myself this Sunday is now Belichick and Brady are going up against a great coach in Andy Reid and his staff. And they might have the chance, but you know what? You won't find me betting on the Chiefs this Sunday. (laughs) We'll get get to that later on, but that's a nice preview. Uh, Now – Patriots right back. I didn't back. say I was going to be betting on the Patriots either, though. But forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sony Michelle, 24 for 129 and three touchdowns. James White, 15 for 97. And I feel like at the beginning of every fantasy season, there's always some people like, don't draft the Patriots running backs, their headaches. But the production has been there. If you had Deion Lewis late last year, he came through. White, for the most part, was a good value in this year's draft. 
I think there mm-hmm. was some hype on Sony Michelle before the injury. You know, he was going sometimes in the fifth, sixth round. How do you usually deal with the Patriots running backs? And if they come back with Michelle, Burkhead, and James White, how do you foresee yourself dealing with them in drafts next season? Well, we'll get to that second part in a, in a moment. But it's funny. You hear that narrative, you know, every single draft season about stay away from Patriots running backs, don't touch Patriots running backs. You hear it from every fantasy analyst or writer every year. It's just one of those narratives. There's, there's so many different narratives in fantasy, but don't touch Patriot running backs is one of them. And it's a complete joke. It's a complete crocker, you know what, because every year this Patriot running backs producing and putting up big numbers. Now, I will say it'll get frustrated with Belichick the way he uses some of them because, you know, for instance, let's look at James White this year. James White putting up monster numbers in the middle of the season and then when Burke had returned, James White went to, you know, into oblivion. So it could be frustrating, but that doesn't mean by any stretch of the imagination that these guys aren't producing because every each year they're producing. Uh, you know, going into next year, if all three of these running backs are back, um, it's going to be complicated. But I think Sony Michelle is still a top uh, 36 overall pick. I think he's a top thir- three-round pick. Um, James White will be a great PPR option. Um, Rex Burkhead will be the wild card. Um, I want to say, I don't know what his, I think he's on a one-year deal. I could be wrong with that, but I think in the offseason they brought him in for a one-year deal. Um, but if he's back, then it confuses the situation definitely a lot more. I think he would be the wild card, but I would, I would be in on Sony Michelle, and I would be in on James White. I know you won't be in on Rob Gronkowski, even though he might fall. I've been saying, <laughs> I've been saying most of the year. I, He's I think gonna he, retire. That's what I said. I've been saying I think he retires. I know there was a report that came out before the game, and he didn't deny it either. Usually they'll deny it. Uh, yeah. as, as, do you think it matters though whether they win or lose the Super Bowl? Or do you you really starting to feel like that's it? He's going to retire. Uh, I mean, I think he'll retire, but at the same time, a lot of these guys, they try and steal that one last check at the end and stay, and then there's always that dumb team out there that's, you know, be like, I, I think he'll be a cap casualty in the off season. I think the Patriots will cut him. And then if he gets that one-year, you know, $5 million offer from one of those teams, you know, oh, the, the God, the, you know, the Denver Broncos want to bring him in, or he's got a coaching connection, or... How about this one? Matt Patricia in Detroit. Well, um, remember they wanted to trade for him, and he yeah. said he wouldn't go. He that, didn't want to go. The deal was actually done. You know, supposedly the deal was already agreed to, but he refused to. He said he would retire. Uh, 100% right. But, uh, hey, listen, if, it, if it's from Gronkowski's mouth, he said he won't play unless Brady's his quarterback. So maybe he will retire, but maybe, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, he'll take that one last check, go somewhere else, and be a complete bomb. Yeah, I'm just hoping that, you know, usually there's always that Gronk optimism in every draft, and I made the mistake. We've talked about it in one draft this year. I took him. It was actually in a play FFWC online league. Fortunately, I was able to win the league. I don't know how, but, I mean, the rest of the team was good. But, yeah, I won't be drafting him next year. I don't care how far he falls, man. I can't even play him in DFS. I hope he stays. I hope he he does come back and play one more year because it's just another guy on the board that someone else can take and eat up a pick. Oh, you know it. Someone's going to be sitting there in the seventh round. A Gronk is still here. This is great value. I got to take him. It won't be me and it won't be Chris. 
It won't be us. Oh, 100%. You see it all the time. All right, a lot more ahead talking NFL. Look ahead to this week's game with Chris McCower from The Athletic next here on Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. You can check out all my work, scoutfantasysports.com. Also, vegaswhispers.com for your sports betting needs. Several college basketball picks have been put out for tonight. Become a member today. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get 50% off your first month. And then set up for the private Twitter account where you can set alerts and all the picks will get sent to you uh, as soon as they come in. From the Vegas Whispers. Uh, and also play FFWC.com if you want to get in the Maui Madness Contest last week to enter. Because it takes your two highest scores with two weeks to go. Last chance to get in. If you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props. Where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV, or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. There are so many ways you can make money. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. So head on over and open your account at BetDSI. That's promo code FNTSY101. To get your 100% bonus deposit match. And again, VegasWhispers.com can help you with the picks. Joined by Chris Ficaro from The Athletic. Chris, I see people playing Fantasy Bachelor. Uh, that's something I'll never get into. How about you? <laughs> Fantasy Bachelor. I see that all over Twitter. Our, our boy Pat Mayo, he's leading the charge on that. I could never. I've, I could I've never, never even, even seen the show. One, I, can, I haven't. Me neither. And I would never dedicate one second to it. Uh, I don't even understand. I mean, I guess you. What do you do? You pick. Uh, who knows how? How do you even work it? But I think uh, they bet on. I like... would never sit there and and give enough time to even give a crap about that. Yeah, I invest so much time between NFL, NBA, and MLB. Like I just, yeah. I don't have time for. You know what other... I love? What you know? You know what I love that I know that you don't actually, Adam. Is uh, I'm a big golf guy now, um, and, and I love uh, wagering on golf events, and I love uh, even playing fantasy golf uh, you know, when you know when the bigger uh, you know uh, events come you know through. What? So that's what I enjoy. I will say it's really getting popular. Uh, Doc the Roto does it. He actually wrote up a DFS article for today, so you can check that out on scoutdfs.com. He did very well in a tournament last week. I think he finished like in the top 
50 or 60. He had, like, everyone make the cut. Uh, so, yeah, I, I know it's becoming popular, and I guess it's a nice four-day sweat. I just don't know enough about golf. And yeah. I guess because I pretty much play NBA every night, so that kind of takes away. But I guess, yeah, I guess maybe I should start to look at it. I mean, I usually watch golf. If, like, there's a big event and everyone's tweeting, I'll tune into the end. But sitting there and watching golf for four days or even two, I can't do it. Yeah, take that. I used to feel that way, you know, back in the day watching golf. It was like watching paint dry. But nowadays it's become a lot more fun. And when there's money on the line and you're watching guys go up and down the leaderboard, it is enjoyable. Uh, I enjoy it. It's a good sweat. So basically you're saying you're getting old. Yeah, pretty much, Adam. <laughs> I feel old. Do you really? I, you, I feel old. <laughs> I went to the gym yesterday. This morning, I woke up. I feel like I blew out a hammy. It was, it was. I was walking down my hallway, going, "God Almighty, when did I get this old?" Well, was it? I, it be- was just... Is it because you haven't been to the gym in a while? No, no, I've been going. It's just it takes its toll on me now, you know. And it's just, I guess the the wear and tear is catching up with me. And uh, you know, I, I guess uh, starting to get a little old in the tooth. I was going to say, because, like, if you don't go for a while and you go, yeah, you feel like when I don't play softball, obviously it's still season, and, like, that first time I go out there throwing practice, like, I'm sore for days because your body's not used to it. Yeah. So if that was the case, I could see it. Uh, did you see yeah, that... Did you see the, the tweets today from Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders? No, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Yeah, so basically Antonio Brown, I don't know if you saw, Emmanuel Sanders went on, I think, the NFL Network recently. Uh, to talk. Yeah, he was he was hosting the NFL uh, Network uh, studio show over the weekend, the pregame shows. Right. So he spoke about Antonio Brown, and then Antonio Brown re- uh, replied on Twitter today because Bruce Arians also made a comment saying that's not the Antonio Brown they drafted. So Antonio Brown said he didn't draft me. Talking about Arians, he drafted Emmanuel Sanders, the same guy who missed rehab to go on networks to talk about me on a situation he has zero clue about. Arians now wears Kango hats and glasses, but I'm a diva. Done seen it all. Then they say we're friends. Stop lying. So uh, Sanders replied to that today uh, on Twitter. I had retweeted it earlier. And what Sanders said was, uh, you know damn well, well, a bunch of laughing emojis. You know damn well I didn't travel to L.A. to talk about you, fam. You tripping, yo. I want to be an analyst in which you were acting foolish was the topic, and I gave my analytical opinion. Get off the gas, yo. You did it to yourself. So what, what is going on with Antonio Brown here? I'm sure he's going to come out and speak, maybe make some comments on what happened in Pittsburgh. It sounded like he was about to, and some people probably advised him, you know what, don't do that. It's not good. It seems like he's not going to be back in Pittsburgh. We know he's a talent. But do you think some teams are going to say, you know what, I don't want to deal with this, or are they going to overlook it? Because we know in sports, if you have the talent, people will overlook situations. So, like, what's your kind of outlook on what's going on with Antonio Brown right now? Uh, It's the diva ever. Um, And the more you can stay in the spotlight and the the headlines, um, you know, like T.O. back in the day and all these other, you know, look at Jalen Ramsey. On TV every day, microphone in his face. What does that lead to? Leads to more endorsements. You know, it leads to more time, more more jersey sales. It leads to more attention. And then it winds up leading to bigger contracts because, uh, you know, these are the guys that fill up the, the seats in, in, you know, each Sunday. Because people know those guys. They get the most attention. 
and they're the big follows, you know, and everybody wants to buy their jersey and go to the game and watch them. So uh, not that AB needs any more help than he already has because he's, you know, one of the top, if not the top receiver in football. But he's, uh, you know, he's a drama queen. He's a diva. I'm sure he didn't love the fact that a lot of those balls this year were going to Juju instead of him, um, even though he put up good numbers. You know, there was a lot of games where Juju was outproducing him, and then the talk became, as we got later in the season with all the analysts, oh, Juju's the one, you know, A.B. isn't the one over there, even on his own team, Juju's the main guy. So, sure, that took a shot to his ego, because he's sitting there, you know, one season, everybody's talking about he's the best receiver, you know, since Jerry Rice, and uh, probably got to him. And now, uh, you know, him and Roethlisberger, had their issues uh, and so on and so forth. The thing that's crazy about the, with Emmanuel Sanders is they started together. They were the one, two punch in, in Pittsburgh, um, you know, and I thought originally Sanders wanted a B to come to Denver. Uh, but I guess that was before he went on TV and uh, a B uh, didn't appreciate it. Yeah. going to be interesting to see what happens with Antonio Brown. It's going to be interesting to see where he winds up. That's what, and to see what Pittsburgh gets for him because, if there's ever been a, a time where you trade a veteran and get a number, you know, a first round draft pick, I would trade my first round draft pick for Antonio Brown, you know, if I was a team on the up, on the up and up. Yeah, Jerry Rice the other day was lobbying for San Francisco to get him. Oh, I mean, that would be a dream. I know. I, I saw that, and it started me. It started <laughs> to get me thinking, going, "Oh my God!" Like. Brown and Kittle with Jimmy Garoppolo and you're getting McKinnon back in the backfield, uh, you know, it's, that would be pretty scary. Send a burner down the sideline on the opposite side of Brown with Goodwin. I mean, you're talking a big time offense. Talking to Chris McCarroll from the athletic. Did you, I'm sure you saw the memes in the Jets press conference with Adam Gase in his eyes. Did you see oh all that? God. And like, how crazy? No. Like, what? How is that not like? I guess I saw that in Miami. He was wearing like a hat often, so it kind of hit his eyes. But man, that was bizarre. He was. I I could have swore on anything. He was high on drugs <laughs> coming into that interview. That maybe he just got. He just came off taking some Molly or something. I That's don't know. what I thought too. I, I have no clue, but I watched that so many times, that, that interview and that introduction and just his eyes going all over the place and looking like, you know, it, it, he looked like the guy that you see in the bar at like four in the morning. And he's like, <laughs> you would know, you would know, you see, yeah. you see him often. I've seen plenty of time. Yeah. I see that look a lot. And, and that's what it looked like. The guy that was just staggering out of the bar and his eyes are all over the place. You wonder if he's going to make the front door. Weird, really weird guy, really weird, <laughs> really weird interview. Yeah, interesting hire, too, since he really didn't do much with Miami, but uh, we'll see how that works out. But that uh, the New York media is going to have a fun day with that, and all the memes that were around. You saw the one with the taco? Oh, my God, that was the best one. <laughs> the taco was the best. Ta- whoever did that nailed it so good that the taco, every time his eyes went somewhere, that taco was right there. It was it was so good. It's so, either so good. it's either really easy to do these things, and I don't know. I'm not I'm not with that. But or or yeah. some people just have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, it's one or the other. I'm not gifted like that to put those things together, nor do I have the time to figure right. it out. But same here. So uh, I'll let I'll, I'll let other people. I entertain do enjoy us. watching them. <laughs> yeah. No, I do I do love watching them though. <laughs> 
Talking to Chris McCarroll from The Athletic. Uh, let's look ahead to this week now. I guess one of the big topics is the weather in Kansas City. Uh, we saw the over-under. I think it opened up about 57. It went down. Now I see it's 56 because it looks like the weather's changing. I always say this. Like, people on Monday and oh, Tuesdays. Oh, here we go again. Yeah, it's like and, – yeah. and remember, last week too, as you mentioned, with yeah. the Chiefs-Colts game, and when it turned you, out – Yeah, when did you hear the people talking about snow leading into that Chiefs-Colts game last week? There was no mention of that until Saturday morning when we woke up and people were talking about six possible inches during the game. Yeah, and that's why I've always, I've always said it. Right? Sometimes during the regular season, get questions on Wednesday or Tuesday, all the four. We don't know what's going to happen on Sunday. Like, just wait. Wait it out. Now, if you're jumping on a line, it's different. You know, we did see some movement on the over-under so far. But the latest forecast that I'm seeing, it looks like snow Saturday. But Sunday looks like 25 degrees and a low of 20, which, yeah, it's cold. But wow. is that going to affect the game? Not at all. Not at all, unless, you know, unless the wind comes into play. But, uh, you know, 25 degrees, if it's just 25 and cold, that's fine. That's, you know, listen, the Chargers Patriots played in that, you know, this past week. It was 25 cold and there was barely any wind. So that would be pretty much the same thing. But, you know, the last couple of days, all I've heard is, you know, zero degrees, Arctic chill coming in for the game on Sunday. They'll be playing the game, uh, you know, uh, below zero, it'll be a you know wind chill factor below zero. Like get out of here! Now all of a sudden it's up to twenty five. Like these these weathermen, it's the best job in the world. You know, you could just throw things out there and you know, hey, it's possible it might snow. And then when it's sunny and forty, it's like, ah, oh, I said it was possible, but you know, I said it was also possible that the sun came out. Um, it's really out of control. You just have to wait till Sunday. Yeah, that's for sure. And the line on that game is Kansas City favored by three. So they're basically saying it's an even game. We know the home team gets three. Right. So I know you're kind of scared to bet on this game. Are you going to have any action on this game, or are you still deciding? You know, Adam, this is – I've been looking at this game for a couple of days now. I really don't even know. You know when there's just a game that you really don't even know who you like? Right. Like, I don't even know who I like to win the game. I'm so split. Um, this is a perfect type of game for me where I won't even bet the game with the spread, probably won't even bet the total. This will just be a game where I put in a whole bunch of player props uh, that I like. You know, um, I enjoy the player props just as much as I enjoy betting on a game. Um, so, you know, this would probably be a player prop game. But uh, I, I did, before the playoffs start, take, uh, you know, 5-1 to one odds that the Saints play the Chiefs. Um, so if the Saints get the win early on, I'll at least be sitting on five to one odds, um, you know, that the Saints play the Chiefs. Uh, so I'll be rooting for the Chiefs, things like that I have going on. Um, I'm glad that the Saints game is earlier because I have a lot more riding on that game. And then I can see if that hits, then maybe, I, you know, I bet the, the later game. But I really don't even know who I like. Like I said, um, it, to me, it's a 50-50 toss-up game. Uh, after watching the Patriots last week, they scared the crap out of me. And, uh, you know, that's just the way I feel about the game, honestly. Yeah, it's in Patrick Mahomes against the Belichick defense. It's going to, even though he's already faced him this year and he did put up points, but uh should be an interesting game for sure. Uh, the early game. I do yeah. always, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, always, I do always like that, you know, when a team played them earlier in the season and beat them at home, and now the other team, you know, has them at home. To, to respond and get back, but I don't even know if in an AFC championship game that that matters, you know. Um, 
the experience between Brady and Mahomes is night and day, and uh, that would scare me. But I do like that Chiefs offense, and uh, I slightly lean to the Chiefs to, to win this game. But like I said, the, the Patriots got my money last week. They're not getting it again this week. <laughs> Saints favored by three and a half over the Rams. Uh, sounds like you're leaning with the Saints here, it sounds like. Yeah, well, I have I have a lot of futures from, you know, throughout the season and even before the playoffs for the Saints to win the NFC and for the Saints to win the Super Bowl. So I'm hoping to cash in on, on you know, that and then have, well, obviously, the Saints in the Super Bowl to cash that. So that'll, you know, the, I have a lot riding on that game. Uh, I will say this. I am a little worried about that game as well. Um, I liked what I saw from the Rams. And uh, it's another team that I think could have been playing a little possum and being banged up down the stretch and now starting it to put to put it all together. But I do love the fact that the Saints are home in the Dome and I have Drew Brees as my quarterback. But, uh, you know, four, listen, the four best coaches in football, in my opinion, all made it to the, the final, uh, you know, to the final four here. So the coaches will be put on display, a lot of great quarterbacks. Um, I like the fact that my team is at home uh, in in that game. Yeah, Saints weren't great last week. I mean, they did respond after that no, first quarter, but they didn't they didn't look great. No, and that's you know that's the, the the thing that worries me is you hope that that doesn't carry into this week. They also lost uh, you know that D lineman. Um, you know that that could be um, uh, Rankin uh, Hankins Rankins. I'm forgetting his name, um, but. You know, that's a big loss. Andrews Pete is playing with a broken hand. A couple other guys banged up. But, um, you know, I, I like uh, – I do like the Saints in this game. I, what I do like is I think that will be a, another high-scoring game. You know, I could, I could see both teams scoring in this game. So, I, I would lean to the over 57 in that game. Yeah, we'll see if uh, C.J. Anderson shows up again. I mean, geez, he ran all over the Cowboys. <laughs> but it looks like, you know, once again, you talk about coaching – it sounds like the Rams knew basically what the Cowboys were doing on defense. And another reason why I think it's going to yeah. be difficult for the Cowboys to take it to that next uh, level with Jason Garrett. Yeah. And you know what? I know you saw the tweet the other day and, and I know we're up against the clock here, but your boy, Jason Garrett smiling with a big smile and laughing uh, with McVay at midfield after the game. Of course. To show you yeah, that he's a loser. Definitely. I agree. Yeah. All right. That is Chris McGarrow. Find him at the athletic. Chris, thanks a lot for the time. Adam, talk to you next week, buddy. That wraps it up here. You can find me, scoutfantasysports.com. I'll be back tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.